Okay, so I watched this amazing documentary today. It was talking about the buried secrets of the Bible, and the first episode that we watched, me and Isaac watched together, was the episode about the Red Sea, and just basically providing evidence on how it was possible, and I know that faith is like, it doesn't have to be evidence-based, but it is wonderful to just see how how the evidence does play into helping us understand the story with a fuller perspective. So the first thing that they were talking about as the dude was discovering more about like how the Red Sea actually took place, one thing that he discovered was that it actually wasn't the Red Sea, but it was actually called the Reed Sea um, because of the reeds that were around the area of that, um, that were like surrounding the sea. And so the, he figured this out basically because the one of the um, people who was helping him research, they were discussing how in Hebrew, their word for read, we translated it to read instead of read. And so um, that the word that was actually used in the Bible was read. So therefore, it was the read sea and not the red sea. So that gave him clues as to where the sea could have been. And he tried to go like to different places, um, to different places that would have the reeds around it um, so that they could cross through the sea and see like what are the practicalities of crossing through this sea. So the first thing that they did was they, when they actually went to the actual Red Sea, like the Red Sea that was actually there, they discovered that first of all, it wasn't, it was too deep. It was 30 miles across. There was no way that anyone could travel 30 miles on foot, not all one million of those Israelites. And so he was like, well, maybe um, it's not a Red Sea. Like maybe there's something deeper to it and maybe this is the wrong sea. So then as he discovered that it was the Reed Sea, he started looking at the seas that were surrounded by reeds. And actually a lot of what they called the sea was actually um, like a lagoon or more of a lake type of thing in our modern day terms. And so basically one of the places that they went to was called Lake Manzala and that was only six feet deep and he said that as he was there one day researching by Lake Manzala, because um, this was the first place that he thought that it was taking place, um, he said that winds came in so strong and he literally had to put everything away um, all of his work stuff away he said that winds came in so strong that it actually blew back the water and that the water that was there the water that was six feet deep was actually blown away like it was moved pushed back and there was literally land that he could walk on and it was like muddy and stuff and he saw that the natives were walking the natives of that area were literally walking where a lake once had been he said that it was crazy for him to see one day this lake in front of him and the next day is literally gone and so one thing that they related it to was how in the bahamas the week before hurricane irma took place the bahamas were just like normal the tide was coming in as normal but then after the uh, hurricane irma had swept through the bahamas the lake literally i mean the bahamas um, water line literally receded so far that it looked like dry land and so they were discussing how this is this is the way that the Israelites possibly crossed um over the Red Sea I mean the Reed Sea I'm sorry so then 
he, for some reason, I don't recall why, um, but he realized that it wasn't actually Lake Mansalab that was the Reed Sea and described in the Bible, but rather Migdal, which was the place that the Israelites had camped out. Migdal, when he did like a, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's like this thing where you can see like water traces, basically. He traced back water, like where water would have been um, during this time. And as he traced it back, it was just a whole bunch of uh, water surrounding the area of Migdal. And it was also surrounded by reeds. And so that was where he found out that that was the reed sea that was described in the Bible. And Migdal was the place where the Israelites had camped out. And so he said that basically the wind most likely swept in and pushed it back and one of the um, researchers confirmed that like going at 50 miles an hour um for about six hours this water could be pushed back six feet water could be pushed back um and so he was describing basically just how the israelites were able to get across and then another thing is that during the same time there was a um a, so on this place called Santorini, there was a volcano explosion that was the strength of about 2 million atomic bombs, and it blew up. So if Santorini is this island that is about 50 miles north of Egypt. And so basically on this island, I mean not 50 miles, 500 miles north of Egypt. And so on this island, there's, you know, a highly active volcanoes. And so during they, they believe that in ancient times, this volcano uh, blew up and they actually have evidence to support like pumice and various rocks and stuff. And the um, they're able to see the plasma, I think it's plasmic um, residue that's left over in the ocean um, because of this a volcano that took place. And it stretches 19 miles deep, which is crazy. Um, or I believe it's 19 miles. I don't recall like the exact number, but I know it's 19. I just don't recall recall the units. But basically, this volcano blew up with the power of about two million atomic bombs, which is really wild. And they said that it is enough. That was enough power to create basically a tsunami wave of about a hundred feet, which is massive. And they said that traveling 500 miles by the time it got to Egypt it was most likely about 20 feet which is still huge um and so that was most likely what could have been um what could have flooded the uh, pharaoh's army as they were crossing over trying to get the Israelites and so that tsunami coming in and it just like the way they were describing it in the show it just made so much sense and it was like whoa and just what God showed me through this show is that he can use anything. Like he could just come down. You could visibly see him opening the Red Sea. But God is like, no, because I know that if you see me, you're going to believe. But I want to see when you believe, even when you don't see me. And so he causes all of these things to work out so that we can trust more in him and it just amazes me to see and hear people finding evidence and stuff that just supports um it helps us better understand the biblical stories and i don't necessarily need someone to like show me evidence to help me believe in god but some people do and that's what helps them draw closer to god and um for me i just enjoy reading it and learning about it and seeing how like the bible stories 
how it plays into that because remember these bible stories aren't just tales and fairy tales they're actually historical events and so it's really cool to see evidence being brought up for these historical events so that we can better understand what took place and like how it happened and i just really really love that and um you know i feel like it's just it's amazing god uses natural phenomena like tsunamis and crazy 50 mile an hour winds and just you know he can use anything and everything is under his control literally all of the elements of nature everything is under his control and so he can use anything to do anything and he used these natural phenomena to say are you going to believe in me or are you going to just believe that oh it was just a natural phenomenon that took place because yeah you can believe that oh it was just a tsunami and everything was just conveniently lined up and it just so happened that it happened like that but that's just an accident or that's just a a rare occurrence that just took place like a lot of people how they believe in the big bang theory and they just believe that it was just a like a random thing that happened and just we just so happened to accidentally be here and i feel like god allows it to be like that so that we either have faith or we don't have faith you know like either we will say this is the hand of god and i solely and wholeheartedly believe that or we will say no this isn't god and he gives us the choice he doesn't force us to believe in him which is why it's even which is why i love him him even more because he's a god where he wants to us to come to him on our own terms and in our own willingness in our own obedience he doesn't want to just force us to believe in him and so he causes these things to happen so we can see his hand in marvelous ways and it's just so amazing to see how he actually works like like we weren't there in that time so we didn't see it so sometimes i feel like it's hard to read the bible stories and actually understand it in context of that time because we weren't born and raised in that time so when people find evidence that helps us better understand that time period and better understand the practicality of the story and like how it actually was I feel like that helps me read the bible better because it helps me understand this isn't just some highlighted you know fairy tale story or this isn't just something that is that I'm just reading you know it helps me to see this is real life like this was actually real history like a textbook real history um and it's just amazing I love it I absolutely love it and I love that God is just showing me that and that he's showing my brother that as we were watching it together and it was just such a great such a great um show and then also I feel like God is like a parent like you know a parent goes to work but you don't always see them going to work like you don't always see them working but you still trust that they have a job like my parents they could not have a job and just keep going out of the house every time like they do have a job but I trust that they have a job and I feel like that's how it is with God like you don't see him working you don't always see him doing the miracles he may do a miracle and you don't actually physically see him with your eyes but he's always working and he's always doing stuff and so you can trust that he is working or you can say no I don't believe it like I could just say no I don't believe my parents go to work from nine to five and you know that's my belief okay but that doesn't mean that that's not true that doesn't mean that that's the truth or that's fact god is still working even we can't see him we have to choose whether or not we want to believe in that or not and another thing that me and my brother were talking about is just how people always want to come up with 
why things are an accident or a coincidence. Like, we don't want to trust that God is purposeful. We don't want to trust that God is intentional. We would rather believe that we are here on an accident, on a rare occurrence, than believe that God was purposeful and wanted us here on earth. Like, isn't that crazy? Isn't that disheartening that we would rather believe that we are an accident or a coincidence than believe that we were chosen by God, that believe that God created us with his desire for us in mind like that's just I I think that's so wild and the fact that people believe that the big bang theory is what caused the creation of earth people believe that we came from bacteria from singular cells people believe that we came from fish from monkeys from rocks and I'm like you would rather believe that we came from a fish than believe that we came from God from the hand of the almighty God and that's just wild to me that like sometimes we would rather believe that of we are children of fish than children of God. And that's that's absolutely wild. I just I love that me and my brother were talking about that today and that we were just able to discuss that. Like just the ludicrousiosity, I think that's a word, ludicrousy, the foolishness of um that type of like rational thing like sometimes I feel like we try to over rationalize things we try to over um examine things and try to find theories and and just a whole bunch of um conspiracy theories and just various things to try to make sense of what we don't know and I think that it's important to discover things and experience things and find evidence for things like not in the sense of finding evidence to prove God is real or finding evidence to prove that God is not real. I don't think that's the purpose. And I don't like when people try to find evidence to prove that God is real or try to do this to prove that God is real. Like God is already real. We don't have to prove it. But I feel like having that evidence and having those theories and stuff like that, it's important to use those to help us better understand God, to help us better understand ourselves and our placement in this world our purpose and it helps us just better like be able to understand the word of God and be able to apply it to our lives and so I just really love that and I feel like God gives us the decision as we discover more things and we chase after knowledge in this world he gives us the decision to either follow his wisdom and follow him and be obedient to him or be obedient to ourselves to be obedient to and loyal to our own selves and to try to find wisdom in our own senses, which we can never find wisdom apart from God. And so we're chasing after this knowledge that we're unable to find. And then we start believing things like we're from fish and from bacteria rather than believing that we are from the almighty God. Like that is how far we go sometimes. But it's just crazy. Um, and then just watching this show just made me just further reverence God and how mighty and powerful he is that he used natural phenomena and he didn't just let it be a coincidence. Like he told it when and where to go and he told it how to do it. Now he has power over all the elements. He was able to tell the wind. And he was able to tell the waves, just like in Mark chapter four, verse 35. He was able to tell the wind and the waves where to go so that the Israelites could safely get across and the Pharaoh's army could drown in the water. And he's still telling the wind and the waves. In the Old Testament, he told the wind and the waves what to do. In the New Testament, he told the wind and the waves what to do. He always is in control. 
and that just amazes me and I'm so glad that God literally just revealed that to me like I did not even think of that that comparison that parallel to Jesus Christ in the New Testament but that just came to me wow thank you Lord he's just so awesome and he's in control of everything and literally it all just makes sense like I know everything doesn't have to make sense to have faith in God but when it does make sense it's like wow you know like wow I never thought about it like that it's just wild it's just literally wild but yeah anywho that's all I have to say for today